Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Forever. Hey, hello, welcome back. I mean, genuinely, I don't know how else to put it other than I feel like truly my synapses, like I'm going to have Bell's palsy by the end of this thing. I I feel like half my face is going to go numb. Everything is misfiring in my brain, and I truly feel like I have not shown up for what you deserve. No, I'm not showing up for you. God, we're so giving. So, you always show up for me. Honestly, you could blink and I, it would be it would be showing. Ryan Safi is the funniest person I know. And I'm sorry to all other funny people. And I just spent time with funny people this weekend. And I would still say, you're almost so funny. Do you have people like this uh, where you're so funny? This is what I fear with us. Okay. That we laugh so much together when we're around each other. That it's actually like exhausting. I have another friend. Yeah. I won't say his name. I love him with my heart. It's not Dan, by the way. But... I, I used to work with him. I just adore him. And we can't keep it together when we're around each other. It's just like too funny. And I, I feel like sometimes he kind of avoids hanging out because it's like actually exhausting to go out with each other. I know what you're talking about. I know that thing. Um, that is not how I feel with you. Mm-mm. I feel with you like truly. I just feel like even if we spent three years in lockdown together, I still wouldn't 
be able to catch up on everything I wanted to catch up on. That's true. Even though like, there's not enough time. To be fair, even though part one by the end, I was like, what else? What else? No, but I agree <laughs> with you. But I agree with you. We were talking alimony. We were talking um, uh, a, a Tale, Tale of Two, two cities. cities. We were ta- which, yeah. by the way, I literally think I have that book. Should I? Should I pull it? You know, there was a TikTok trend. Are you on TikTok? Yes. Uh, I'm not, but I know I remember this trend. Where you I mean, I pull was aware of it. your nearest book, you turn to page 30, and the first sentence describes your love life. There's a whole thing of books behind you. I'm going to see. I actually literally, because I have okay. all these fancy books here, I'm going to see if I have A Tale of Two Cities. Hold on. Okay. Let me see what I have. You got it. I pulled Anna Karenina. So we'll you see. Anna Karenina? Uh-huh. God, what a, what a class act. All right. So we're going to turn to page. Now, Brian, I always ask you, because in my head... You're always in a relationship. But then I also feel like, then I think that, and you're single. Like, when I think you're single, you're dating someone. And when I think you're with someone, you're single. Where are you at? I'm with the same person I was with the last time we spoke, which would have been, or really spoke, which would have been like last time. You're great in relationships. You know, that's so wonderful. Can you you teach me how to be like you? Talk to me. uh, Honestly, um, I don't know how great I am in them. I guess I just, um, I, I have no advice for you, Michelle. I don't know how I pulled it off. Or I'm pulling it off. I really don't know. But now, by the way, I just want everyone to know, I've never read A Tale of Two Cities. This is a decorative book. The spine, nary cracked, you can see. Uh, by the way, it's a it's a fresh spine, but it is a gorgeous book. So I get it. You get it? I bought these at Anthropology or some pl- or at Amazon, but they're like the fancy, everyone will know them. The Penguin no, Classics. No, I, I have a couple of those too. Like I have Orlando by Virginia Woolf and it's exactly like that sort of, it must be the same company. If 100%. So I'm already like really laughing because... <laughs> I haven't looked at it yet. Are you on page 30 of Anna Karen? And I'm Anna? on page 30. I have not looked at it yet. Me neither. I opened it and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, let me go first because I feel like yours is going to be funnier because I just saw the first word. So the first sentence here is. The, okay, the first sentence is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the first sentence is a quote. I'm talking full sentence because like at the end of it, the first full sentence on page 30 of this book is. And you in brown is what it says. <laughs> And you and Brown, it almost sounds like maybe I'll meet a man named you and Brown. That's actually you, kind of clever, honestly. And you would, I could see you meeting someone named you and Brown. Oh well, you know you and McGregor in England. Yeah, exactly. In London. Well, you know, well, you know, I always I kill it in London, and then I come back to New York, and I'm like the Invisible Man. Like no one looks at me, and then I go to London, and I'm like Prince Philip's casket. Everyone's like, "Ooh, who's that?" I'm like shiny. I'm on it. Would uh, people are literally hoisting me up and then tossing right. themselves on me? Um. Anyway, so and you and Brown is the first sentence. I'm just gonna keep because it's like uh, it says she said indignantly turning on Mr. Lorry. Couldn't this is all one sentence. Couldn't you tell her what you had to tell her without frightening her to death? Look at her with her pretty pale face and her cold hands. Do you call that <laughs> being a banker? Oh, yeah. This is good, honestly, because I do have a pale face and I don't want to be the one to say it's pretty as I'm like here with five chins. I'm like, Arr. um, you know what? I do love fully undressing someone verbally like just making them feel like shit and at the the final thing like Phaedra would say that and at the end she'd be like do you call that being a banker I agree with That's you it's actually you know a great I mean? housewives tagline which I want to talk about because the new Roni taglines came out today did you see it oh no I didn't Ooh. I haven't seen them yet oh good I'm this so will be excited fun. though okay let me read mine read yours so mine is the setup the same way yours is where it starts with dialogue but the sentence doesn't finish till three years later okay so here we go you haven't been here for a long time sir that's pretty good. Oh, my God. For relationships. Yes. Yeah. Abs- you're absent. Can you call your but boyfriend goes, in the room? Oh, no. Okay, go on. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, but I do call him sir. You haven't been here for... I don't call him sir. You haven't been here for a long time, (laughs) sir, said the skating attendant as he supported his foot, tightening the screw on the heel. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're almost the same sentence. One is it like, sort of is. And you and Brown with a pretty pale face and you call that being a banker? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You haven't been here for a long time, sir. Said the skating attendant while it's, screwing a screw into his heel. It's so funny. Sure. That is you. That is arguably me. is like one of the more to most um, flamboyant sentences in that book, I would have to guess. I would have to say that Leo Tolstoy was an absolute full drag when he wrote that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing this moment would happen in 2021. <laughs> Leah Tolstoy, no doubt about it. Stupid, get rid of me. Get rid of me. We're gonna write a new podcast called Tolstoy Story, and it's where we. That's right. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Um, the Tolstoy. The Tolstoy story. Uh, Trace, edit this whole show out. How do we edit everything out? Wait, so Bri, okay, what were you gonna ask me? Do you watch Dateline? Um, you know what's funny? I used to when the very handsome Stone Phillips hosted. Oh yeah, baby. But um, I'm not. I watch like Netflix murdery things sometimes if it's really popular. Yeah. I don't really watch Jalen. Is it Keith uh, Morrison doing it? Still? It's different people. It's sometimes Keith Morrison. It's sometimes um, Mankiewicz. I forget his first name. David, maybe I don't remember. It's sometimes uh, Natalie Morales. It changes. I like but her. the one. Can I just tell you what happened on the most recent one? Yes. Just because I got to share it with somebody. Tell me. Okay. So there was a murder, what they thought was a murder-suicide in this couple's home. And they thought the woman murdered her husband and then killed herself. And then they were like, no, it was a homicide because this other guy, she got an inheritance from this other guy's father because she was taking care of him. And so they were like, oh, this other guy wants to kill her because she got this inheritance. This guy went to fucking jail for 11 years because they were like, there's no way um, this was a murder-suicide because she was shot in the back of the head. And plus, there was a phone. Let me put it this way. This woman killed her husband, shot herself in the back of the head. What? And before doing this, called her own mother and said, because she hated this other guy so much, and said, that other guy, the guy who wants the inheritance, is in the house and he's beating up my husband and he's about to kill me. And so the mother called the police and was like, this guy's in their home, and I think my daughter's going to be shot. She wanted him to go to jail so badly. She hated him so much, even though he was a total docile person, that she killed her husband, shot herself in the back of the head so it would look like execution style, and called her mother, blaming it on this other guy, saying he was in the house. But she lived? She did. Oh, sorry. So she called her mother after she shot her husband. It was like, he killed, he killed, he's coming in the room, he's coming after me, and then shot herself in the back of the head. And lived? Did not live. Wow. Wanted this other dude to go to jail so badly. Oh, my God. Just because she hated him that she did all that. Can you imagine? Can I say something? I wish someone would put 10% of that effort into a relationship with me. Like, at least she had a plan. And you and Brown, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, someone to quote George Costanza, that woman hates me so much. I'm starting to like her. You know, that level of obsessive hate. Yep. Can sometimes be nice. I'm just going to say it. I wish anyone cared about me. Exactly. I feel like at least you're appearing. It's like when uh, everyone knows the story, right? When uh, Frank Sinatra <laughs> walked by Hedy Lamar and, Go and on. he didn't recognize her. He didn't recognize her and she was totally shook. Uh, I don't want to be Hedy Lamar ever. Wait, do you, know, so, you know my favorite Frank Sinatra story with Don Rickles? No, tell me. Oh, it's I, I almost, 
every time I tell a story, because literally I've been talking nonstop for a whole year, I'm like, have right. I told this one before? That's going to be my last <laughs> words. It's like my doll eyelid is broken and like floating up and down. I'm going to be like, have I told this story before? You know, full Annabelle. Exactly. Exactly. I love Annabelle. So Don Rickles said to Frank Sinatra, listen, I got a hot date tonight. They went to see him perform. He goes, do me a favor. After the show, come say hi. You know, let me impress my date. She's a really hot girl, whatever. And Frank, who hated Don, but obviously loved him, was like, fine, I'll do it. Just get the hell out of here, right? So Frank does the show. Don's there with this woman. After the show, Frank Sinatra comes up, goes, hey, Don, how are you? Great to see you. Don goes, Frank, would you get the hell out of here? Do you mind? I'm here on a date. Just get the hell out of here. Kicks him away. Too much. So good. Do you remember when Frank, do you know who Kitty Kelly is? She wrote yeah. all those like unauthorized. Bra- of course. Frank Sinatra saw her in a restaurant once and was like, I'm going to break your fucking legs. Like hated her. Wow. So threatened to kill her. Yeah. Because I guess Frank Sinatra's mother performed abortions uh, in New Jersey, obviously illegally. And wow. she wrote about it. Um, not in a derogatory way, but she wrote about it and he was just like, I'll fucking kill you for saying that. I, yeah. I like that. I mean, I guess not illegally, but. Can you imagine being like... Well, it wasn't legal. I know, but imagine being like, yeah, you know, I got an abortion from Mrs. Sinatra. Just Mrs. Like, Sinatra, casually. son's so handsome, those eyes. Ooh, yeah. I loved Frank. Listen, when I watched Guys and Dolls, give me a little yeah. Nathan Detroit. You know, my mother has a Frank Sinatra story that I've always hesitated to tell publicly because in my mind, if I ever write a book, this will be in the book. But I think as a thank you for committing to do this podcast today and to the listener for sticking this episode out. Yeah. Uh my mother was 16 years old. She lived in Israel where she grew up. By the way, have you watched uh, Shtisel? No, but it, it's all anyone's talking about. So I got to get going. The son of uh, the main Shtisel is like so fucking hot as shit. And I think because he's hot, it's like misleading because you're like, oh my God, this fucking hot Orthodox. And he's like an artist and he's so sensitive and he loves like older women. And I'm like, I'm hard for Shtisel. I'm telling you, this show has awakened me. Again, what is it on? What where is it streaming? It's on Netflix. Everyone, like truly, I've heard about the show a billion times in the last minute. And don't you have to kind of watch it from the beginning, though? No. I mean, you started season one. I you was, don't. I was going to say, actually, I'm just about to finish season one. I started with I call it season because it's Schnitzel. I started right, sure. with with season three, season with season three, and sure. uh, it was a tale of two cities. Still funny. Anyway, it uh, <laughs> still funny. And uh, it was great. Start with season three, because honestly, season one is a bit of a snore. Season three was like Melrose Place. I was trying to think of a pun for Melrose, and I only thought of one that was kind of anti-Semitic, so I won't say it. But the point is, I can't say it. Um, (laughs) And, you know, Brian's laughing a little too hard, so I'm wondering if he figured it out. I am not. I'm actually actually so stunned. (laughs) And you're truly, you're the best. So wait. So my mom, my mom was. Oh, yeah friends with this actress whose name is famous in my family you're gonna die for her name mona zilberstein okay her name is mona zilberstein she was a an actress my mom was friends with all the actors in israel it's a very small country so it's like picture like one little ucb like everybody knows each other kind of thing right and mona became famous i think after this because she literally her claim to fame was she wore a bikini and got hosed down in a movie once. And everyone was like, okay, and Mona Zilberstein, like... She's the gal. She's the gal. Died, eventually, of a heroin overdose. True story. Oof. So my mom knew that Mona and Frank had had a thing. Now, was Mona 18 years old? I don't know if she was or not. But it was 1960-whatever. Sure. You know, 
I hate to say it, times were different. I don't think there at was the like, height of his powers, arguably. I mean, that, that was a big, big, big time for him. Big time for him. So they had a thing. So my mom uh, comes, moves to New York at the age, age of 20, has a roommate named Gila. I almost wonder if we should just call Judy to have her tell it. It's like almost wrong that I'm telling her story. But anyway, and they find out that Frank Sinatra is playing Madison Square Garden. So my mom is like, Gila, I have an in. She calls the hotel. She finds out what hotel he's at. Who the hell knows? You know, my mother. She goes, uh, yeah, can uh, Frank Sinatra's room, please? They go, one moment. Someone picks up. Are you up. serious? Someone picks up. She goes, yes, I'd like to speak with Mr. Sinatra. They go, and who's this? She goes, Mona Zilberstein. They go, she pretends to be Mona. They go, um, let, we'll take a message. Give us your number. He'll call you back. He doesn't, does the concert. My mom never hears from him. Three months later, the phone rings in my mother's studio apartment on 68th and Broadway. And my mom picks up. She goes, hello. They go, yes, hi, uh, Mona Zilberstein, please. My mother, without a, mi- a missing a beat, goes, uh, speaking. Like, I'm like, what kind God, of a true, yes. what kind of a true mental case doesn't even miss a beat? Speaking, like, right. right away. Three months later, was just like, yep, that's me. Mona, yeah, I'm Mona. They go, uh, yes, hi, Mona. You know, my name is Lou, whatever. Uh, I'm a, an associate of Mr. Sinatra's. He wanted to apologize for not returning your call a few months ago, but he wants you to take down this phone number. And uh, he said that if you need anything, and he emphasized the word anything, you call this number. And my mom wrote the number down, never called it because, spoiler alert, she's not Mona Zilberstein, okay? (laughs) But had the number. And to me, that's, I think, why I've always wanted to marry into the mafia. Yeah. Because you... you Listen, do you have do you have that in you? Could you have pulled that off? I think you could have. Oh, what my Would mom have... did or being a mafia yeah. wife? Um, well, you could definitely pull off. What do you think? You know what's funny? I don't think I would have done what my mom my mom did. I used to like sneak into parties in my 20s in New York and like say I yeah. worked for places that I didn't work to get past like a bouncer or whatever. But I don't know. That's tough with a celebrity like that. I don't know if I would go that far. My mom was also look, people are always like, Your mom's so glamorous. Part of being that glamorous is also being out of your fucking mind. Like, I don't think, I just don't think you have a woman who is that glamorous and beautiful and tall and attracts attention wherever she goes. And you don't, as a side to that, have her being out of her fucking mind. I mean, that is just a fact. Think of the most famous glamorous actresses. They're all a little bit nuts. I mean, it's just part of it. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, your mother, by the way, is extraordinarily glamorous. I just read Hollywood Wives by Jackie Collins. Ooh. It is, first of all, it's the most disgusting thing I've ever read. It's absolutely nasty. I, I truly became, my puritanical roots just sprang from my body because it is one of the trashiest things I've ever is read. Is it a fictional life. book or a true story? Fictional. Okay. Fictional, but sort of like based on some real events or whatever. But yeah, she sort of talks about all the sort of like sex symbols of the era and how absolutely out of their minds they were because they just what was real and what wasn't at a certain point. Not that I'm saying this if you're a mother, but... Well, you yeah. know, it's so funny because I always... Like, I know whenever I post a picture of her looking that beautiful, obviously I posted proudly because that's my mom. Like, it's a nice yeah. thing to have a pretty mom. But also, like, the reason why I'm so damaged, like, body issues and all that shit is because she was so glamorous and so perfect and, like, I think projected a lot of her own shit on me. So uh-huh, it's, like, uh-huh. a very double-edged sword for me when everyone is like, your mother. And I know that she's going to get it. And she obviously loves it, as she should. And she was right. a great mom in many ways. But, you know. You get it. There were You've issues. You've got that thing too, though, Michelle. Yeah. I mean, you like getting glammed up. Oh, I love it. 
Yeah. Oh. And it you always looks absolutely stunning. I know, but she would get glammed up. Like, you know, she always had fake lashes on, always teased the hair. Right. It she was, was never like off duty. Like she was just she would just go out like that. Every day. It was yeah. it was also 80s glam is different than glam absolutely. today. Absolutely. Although, yeah. you know what though? I I could certainly over glamorize and wear the lashes and really contour with that foundation and the heavy, heavy makeup. I mean those girls exist. I could go get manicures every day and get my hair straightened and everything. Yeah. Speaking of contouring and heavy makeup, yes. can we go through these New York taglines? Do you know them? Oh my God. Can I pull it up? Please. This is why I Brian is I a this. gift because he's... Hel- oh, see? Look, my FedEx package was delivered. You know what that means? I've got some ASOS sandals waiting downstairs. Final is ASOS a British br- 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 Is ASOS a British brand? Okay. Because I was watching UK Drag Race recently and oh, they, yeah. were saying, they were saying something like, oh, that's just an ASOS coat that she wore that day or whatever. And I was like, I wonder what that means. But that's what it means. While I find these taglines, did you read that article to talking about how expensive being on Drag Race is? No. Yes. Is it? Do they just spend all their money being on this show, basically? Straight up, didn't read it. That's why I was asking you. Saw the headline. Oh, oh. It was trending. <laughs> I was at a bachelorette party. It was trending two days ago. Um, and Ewan Brown, that's the name. Wait, can I actually Google the name Ewan Brown? Because now course. I'm thinking that I'm going to end up finding some. Let's go there's on. There's got to um, be. There's got to be right? a Ewan Brown. Let's go on Instagram. Because that could be a funny dating show where based on that first sentence of t- a tale of a tale of two cities. Yeah, Ewan Brown. There is a Ewan Brown. He's very handsome. I just Googled imaged him. Okay. But I don't know where he lives. There, he, oh, oh he's dead. Found, he, he died. Oh, hook it up. The one I found is in uh, London. Big shock. Ewan Brown. Wait a minute. Wait. Oh, is he the one who died in in October? He drowned? Maybe. Wait a minute. This is not Ewan Brown British. This is Marine Advisor Ewan Brown. <gasps> oh. Oh, my God. Well, go, well <laughs> that's good news. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank God. Thank Honestly, God. he's still out there, Michelle. Oh he's my still God! Out Wait a minute, there. Marine Advisor Ewan Brown. Poor other Ewan Brown, though. That's so sad. Poor guy. Aw. There also, by the way, is a Doctor Ewan Brown who leads the Melanoma Oncology Trials what? team I have... at the University of Edinburgh. Okay. Well, all right. Hold on. I gotta close my Zoom. You know, you have a mic stand. That's why you're so professional. I'm here with one hand typing on my phone. Wait. Read me more about him, Ewan Brown. In yeah, Dr. Ewan Brown at the University of Edinburgh, he, it says he leads the Melanoma Oncology Trials Team. Do you know how many moles I have? This man will never get tired he's, of me. Will, he oh. will absolutely fall in love with you. He leads principal, he's the local principal investigator for a number of clinical clinical trials in colorectal cancer also. Oh, he's handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this guy's super accomplished. Wait a minute. What if, I mean, wouldn't this be the funniest thing? Should we get him on the show? Should I just like DM him right now on Instagram and be like, look, here's yeah, the deal. Yeah, and be like... Turn to page 30 of A Tale of Two Cities and you tell me if it's fate. That's what you should say. <laughs> and you tell me. You tell pants. me that I missed a step here. I'm going to shit in my pants and then be like, and you in brown as I point <laughs> to my ass because it's so stupid. Yes. Well, you know what? It's one of those two things, Michelle, and I don't see why it couldn't be Dr. Ewan Brown Wow, uh, at the University of Edinburgh. It's a matter of would, it, would I rather be with a marine advisor or a doctor? Now, I've actually um, had relations with a shark expert, believe it or not, in my lifetime. Really? Yes. Was he a, was he a shark in the bedroom <laughs> or in the, in the courtroom? <laughs> no. <laughs> Honest he to was. God. He was. He was extremely hot, had hideous feet, though. You know, sometimes... 
Ugh. Men never have nice feet though, but he really had. He was go- he was gorgeous. I won't tell you how he met because it'll give too much away. But he lived in South Africa and was in New York promoting this thing he was doing. And um, yeah, and every time he would come to New York, he would be in touch. Just saying. Apparently, he wasn't the only shark in the bedroom. Just saying. And you know what though? I don't think I'd like to be with the marine expert forever. I, I don't care about fish. I hate the ocean. It's Did he talk about me. sharks all the time? Your guy? Like wait, wh- how? Did, like was he like super into it? Wait, literally, yes. And it actually, by the way, is why we, it could never work. Because I'm like, listen, you know, I need a man. I need a literary man who can pull out a copy of A Tale of Two Cities and like, yes. you know what I'm saying? And read to me. He would only talk about, only talk about sharks. And it was cool for like the first time because it's like, that, the fuck else do I know who's going to talk about that? But then sure, after yeah. like, you know, a couple times, it's like, no, no, no. I know. Like you chased him in your boat. Like I got it the first time. Right. It's like, we get it. There's a reason it's shark week and not shark year. Um, oh, housewives taglines. That's what it was. Okay. I knew I had something to do. You're going to like them. I think, um, I'm still Googling you and Brown, but is this still your favorite franchise by the way? No. Or which is your favorite? I don't even know. My favorite famously is Potomac. I have to say Potomac, Atlanta, and New York, I think are the three sort of solid. You can count on them. So I don't like Atlanta. You don't. Okay. I don't. And I don't know. I don't know why, because I would, l- I feel like I would love it. But, and I watched the Bolo episode because obviously I'm not an sure. idiot. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to say something controversial. I like don't connect with candy. Like I just yeah. find candy to be like a little bit almost like acting. I don't know how to put it. Like just the whole, sure. this whole like dominatrix thing. I don't know. I'm just like, it's, I'm not into it. Well, that episode was, was definitely awkward. I mean, Candy was definitely acting in that one. You felt sure. that, yeah. Um, yeah. But Potomac, I mean, I just find them Potomac to be is the best. MVP, yeah. They're yeah. the funniest, they're the prettiest. They have the best careers. Okay, ready? I have the taglines. I'm going to play it. I'm going to pause it and play it for you in a minute. But um, New York, you're into, obviously, you love. Yeah, New, I would say New York, Potomac, and Atlanta are my three favorites, yeah. Who's your favorite on uh, New York? Um, I, You know what? I, I think Sonia is probably my favorite, but I I gotta be honest, and I know I'll take all kinds of shit for it, and it's fine. I love Ramona, <gasps> only because I can't imagine the show without her. I she's an uh, absolutely awful. person. I know what you mean, but she does sort of like when you put her in a scene, you know it's going to be a good scene. And I love Luann. I got. I mean, honestly, I like I, Luann I, very much. Yeah, Luann. Would listen. I be friends with any one of these people in not in a million years? I agree. But I would also. Yeah. I wouldn't even be friends with Leah, and I think she's like the no, most normal one. Totally. Um, and she's sober now, which is great. Uh, you know, I know Luann a little bit. I always say she's very lovely. I like her very yeah. glamorous. Again, stunning. Uh, rewind to the earlier part of the podcast where I talked about gorgeous women, and there's always something a little bit, you know, different. And that's all there is to it. Um, sure. Uh, she's lovely. All right. So we have the taglines for the Housewives of New York. Brian Safi has not heard them yet. I feel extremely um, blessed that I get to play it for you. Here we go. I'm so excited. Here we go. Now my internet's not working. Of all my vices, being glamorous is one I'll never give up. I'm sex positive and BS negative. I may say the wrong thing, but my intentions are always right. I've had to work twice as hard for half as much, but now I'm coming for everything. Just like New York City, Sonia Morgan never goes out of style. Ebony is the only one who has a good one. Ebony has a really, really good one. I've and worked, also like, yeah, yeah. I would say, I would say that none of them are really anything. But I would say that Ebony definitely has the one that's like, oh, who are you? 
more than the I've others. worked twice as hard for half as much, but now I'm coming for everything. I like it. Absolutely. I like I it. Too. I do um, too. Are you excited for Beverly Hills? What do you you saw that trailer? I mean, it was pretty good. It was good, yeah. I think it's gonna be great. I'm so excited for Kathy Hilton. She's gonna be fabulous. Only because she seems like in every scene they are showed you, are her. Are you in, okay? That she, she <laughs> You keep burping. Is everything all right? <laughs> How dare you, Michelle? I truly thought I was covering. I don't know what happened. I like couldn't catch my breath for a second, and then I, I didn't know if it was a hiccup or a burp or a verp. I didn't know what. Not the hell was a going verp. On. Oh no! Wait, why did you change the name of Throwing Shades to Attitudes? What happened? You and Aaron Gibson, who we love. Yeah, nothing happened. I think just in we just sort of were like you know we started it so long ago as Throwing Shade. We definitely just a felt like sort of we wanted something fresh, but B, we sort of felt like, you know, like in this moment, the idea of throwing shade, which I think we obviously first saw a long time ago in Paris is burning really maybe doesn't belong to us. And maybe Mm. we should just like give that, just not use that name anymore. That maybe in this moment, just it's not the right thing to do. Oh, and, wow. and we've we've sort of like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have done it to begin with, but we were young and dumb and I think we know better now. Well, also, I, I wouldn't blame you guys for that because Throwing Shade has been, I mean, borrowed by literally Oh, yeah. No, and everything. we weren't ever feeling, we weren't feeling like a ton of heat about it or anything. We were just like, why don't we just change it because we can and it's an easy thing to do. And also like, let's just freshen up the show a little bit. We've been doing this for so long. Yeah. I think that legitimately drinking too much this weekend broke my fucking brain. I'm not joking. Well, you were on a bachelorette. What was your, what are you a wine? I forget what you even drank. Do you do wine? I do tequila, vodka, and wine, but it was all wine this weekend because uh, basically. Wine gets me. That's the thing that I get fucked on. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm not normal. This is like two fucking days later. I didn't drink yesterday. It's like I'm still fried and I had to drive a Nissan Murano full of three girls you know and it's his face really lit up when I said that no because I gotta say Michelle I love when you talk car I love it (laughs) I love I feel like every time I talk to you there's some sort of car situation happening you were looking to buy a car you had just rented a car and you always I have a good one for you you always you always surprise me with the cars that you're driving so I go to Hertz on 83rd Street on the Upper West Side, and okay. there I'm. You know me, I can't go into a place without doing a full HBO 60 minute comedy special. I can literally, I cannot, I I can't. It is. I don't know what you want me to say. It is certainly annoying. It is absolutely a disease. Are the, you kidding? I, every single one of those people was probably like, "Oh my god, they thank love god. me. This they is love free, me. of course." Oh, I went. In, they were all chuckling. They're like, and, "This lady deserves a Nissan Murano, no doubt about it." Well, you know, partially it is a selfish thing too, because I'm like, "Let them see that I'm cool," you yeah. know. Like even, but you know, not to even get anything. Like if I go to TJ Maxx, I always want to be nice. I always go, "Hey, have of a great course. weekend." And sometimes they're just like, "Why don't you go fuck yourself?" You know, sometimes they're not in the mood, which I get. <laughs> but anyway, I go to Hertz and. Um, I said, oh, because we rented, we spent, I think, $600 fucking on a car for two days in New York. Oh, my All right? God. B- divided with four, it was fine. But okay. um, that being said, so we, and sh- I said, oh, we got like a fancy big SUV. And she goes, yeah, I got a, a Hyundai Santa Fe for you. She goes, but it only has a half tank of gas in it. So you got to return it with a half tank. I said, well, what do I look like? Mr. Wizard? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wizard, how am I? What do I look like? I said I failed math in fucking high school. I'm gonna now figure out how, like, the physics of how many miles per gallon and when exactly to get the gas and how to fill it up. I go, I don't know how to do this. What? 
your face. I just am dying. It's you. I love it. I love it so I was much. just like, no, the only way to do it is full tank because then I just return it with a full tank and there are no questions asked. Everyone knows what it is. I'm like, I'm not sure, going right, to get, right. I'm, not, I'm not Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind. I'm not going to figure right. out now Goodwill Hunting on a chalkboard. popping off for me. Yeah. Yes. And she was like annoyed. She was like, uh-huh. Well, I'll see what else we have. Like then we like lost the charm and I was like, yeah, I was nice about it. I mean, I was being funny about it. I was just like, look, I don't yeah. know. I mean, she went, well, there are 18 gallons in the tank. I go, what is this? Die Hard 3? Remember the scene in the park? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so good. I'm like, what am I going to do? Fill the things up now with Samuel L. Jackson in a park as Jeremy Irons is breaking into the gold reserve downtown in New York? I'm asking you, is that what's going to yeah. happen? Right. So anyway, so she was like, oh, we have a Nissan Murano. I said, that's better. So the and full tank. So the Nissan comes out. Okay, that's good. It was a nice car. Filthy dirty. So I'm like, you know, it's COVID. I go, oh, I can't. And by the way, $600 fucking dollars. Hose it down. I give it the old Mona Zilberstein treatment. You get it. I said, wait, what, how come an hour and now I'm back? The, you are. You take that nude car and you hose it down. <laughs> I love it. They put I a little bikini it. on it. It's like my exact size on the Nissan. I'm like, wait, it's my size. So anyway. He goes, oh, uh, wait here and I'll take it. Because they were like, we don't have a gas station around here to fill it up. I'm going, okay. He goes, I'll take it to get washed. But they had a car washer on the corner. I was like, great. So he leaves with the Nissan. I'm waiting with the girls. Everyone's like kind of pissed. But I'm like, look, I don't want to sit in a dirty car, number one. Number two, the window was dirty. I mean, I got to look out. I'm the one looking out of the thing while singing on my own, you know. So he brings it back around the corner. And then it took me. I mean, the girls, I, I genuinely am a nightmare to be around. And my whole life makes sense. Like. Because the first half an hour, you know, we're on the Henry Hudson Parkway and it's like stop and go traffic. And the first 30 minutes of the drive, here's my impression. Ready? I'm just, I'm not comfortable. No, I'm not. I don't know. Is there room? Is there leg room in there? I'm not comfy. I can't get the foot. It's a huge SUV. And, and they were being so sweet. And I was just like, could not get comfortable. And then once I found like exactly where my knee went and where my foot went, you know what I mean? It was fine. And then the brights were broken. That was the other bad thing about it. So I couldn't use the brights, which is dangerous. Just going to say in the boonies. I got to tell you, yeah. I expect more from Hertz. Aren't they supposed to be like the gold standard of car rentals? Well, I would think when OJ signed on to do their ads that they were. But in Wait, fact, did you not know like that? Like recently? No, obviously. Like in the oh, 70s. Okay. My, okay. Sorry. Yeah, recently. Wow. Recently. He's like, <laughs> need a getaway from the perfect crime? Well, have <laughs> I got a car for you. Nissan Murano. It um, all tracks. It all tracks. What are you driving in? Prius? No. No, I drive a, uh, a BMW 3 3. Uh, okay. You know what? I wouldn't have. You know what? You know what? I, you know what? I wouldn't you know have what? either. And I, I actually deeply regret it because I'm not comfortable in it. Wait, really? And I I lease um, because, you know, I do. And uh, I doesn't, it just doesn't feel like me. I, I, I actually am glad it's during the pandemic because I would actually be embarrassed to be see driving. It, I have so. a few questions for you. Uh, is that the little car? It looks like little smart car BMW? No, no. It's You're like, like a, it's the a really big one. Wait, no, what it's, is, <laughs> it's the BMW what? I want to Google it. Just 330. It's the 3 Series. Oh, so I It's see. just like their sort of sedan, basically. Oh, Brian. And what color yeah. do you have it in? Don't say white. I Don't say black. white. Okay. No black. But I got to tell you, I got a really, really good deal on it. Um, I'm paying like three fifty a month. Oh. So, yeah. So it wasn't that bad. But it's not something I wouldn't get it again. BMW yeah. drivers to me. Um, I know. I know. It's like, I don't know what they're making up for. Maybe you should tell us. What is it that you're, uh, he's not at me now. No. But honestly, they just in LA have a death wish. When I was in Miami driving on the highway, I'm like, people here, do they understand that like, they'll 
they're dead. Sure. No, I got to say, I, I think that part of the reason people lease BMW is because they have like, I can't believe I'm talking about this. They have the best lease deals in town. <laughs> hey, nobody can say that Midnight Snack doesn't come through with some good Beamer lease deals. That it's is absolutely true. Oh, my God. And you in brown. Wait, I want to turn to a different page of A Tale of Two Cities and see. Grab your book, Brian, because I really had fun doing that. This is like a I fun hope, By the way, I really hope the next thing that you read says, you in brown again. That's what I hope the next page says. Well, I was going to say. And this um, bitch maybe is it'll, still so pissed. Maybe it'll be um, like the way we're going to die is on the first page. Yeah. I just put a page 100. What page are you doing? I'm 194. Okay. First sentence of page 194. I'm already so excited. My lips are tingling. I cannot wait to read this. Once again, I'm going to hear the listener, have the listener hear of me cracking the spine on this book because I've never opened it. Ready? I don't know if it's going to translate. Yes. Here we go. Ready? You did hear it a bit. Okay, here we go. Um, I have to tell you something. This is one of the funniest. I, I literally can't believe that I picked this page for the way that I'm going to die because this paragraph is so funny that tears are going to shoot out of my eye holes. Brian, do you have your sentence? I've got it. You want I'm, me to go? You go. I want you to go first. Uh, being a man with a very kind heart, he seldom got angry. But when he did, and when his chin twitched, he could be dangerous. Wow. Yeah. But uh, by the way, I got to read Anna Karenina. Oh, my right? goodness. No kidding. What the hell? Between the skater the, and the angry man the with the chin? The skater and the chins? Yes. <laughs> Sign okay. me up. So mine, I kind of want to read the whole paragraph because it does. I'm actually going to start. I'm sorry. I have to read it from, I have to start at the bottom of page 193 because it just, it is so funny to think of like, this is going to somehow describe my death. I have to read it from this. Let's do it. Another darkness was closing in as surely when the church bells then ringing, (laughs) I swear, can you believe, then then ringing pleasantly in many an airy steeple over France, love that, Nice. should be melted into thundering cannon. When the drums should be beating to drown a wretched voice. That night all potent all potent as the voice of power and plenty, freedom and life. So much was closing in about the women who sat knitting, knitting, that they, their very selves, were closing in around a structure yet unbuilt, where they were to sit knitting, knitting, counting <laughs> dropping heads. Oh my god. Wow. That is the shit. That's like dark. It's really dark. Honestly, if you don't start a side business called Pick a Page Psychic, where basically people come in and you're, the whole bit is you have to pick a page from A Tale of Two Cities and I'll tell you which of future is. <laughs> and that's, you'll be the next Sylvia Brown. You'll be on all the talk shows. Are you being mean like, Sylvia, you in Brown? Come on. You got to tie it back together. <laughs> Sylvia and you in brown and you in brown. Sylvia, you in brown. Michelle, you <gasps> forget reading cards. Forget the whole numerology, palm reading, tale of two cities. I like want to try it one more holds. time. I want to try yes. one more time, but I feel like the third time is going to fuck it up. So I'm like afraid to. But what? Why don't you say what is the thing? Like, ask me a question, and then I'm going to turn to a page and read the first sentence. Like, it's okay. like the magic eight ball. You know, this yeah, is yeah. fun. Okay, so um, this will will sort of uh. Describe the pinnacle of your career. For you, you're saying. Oh, for either of us. Okay. Or I don't know. Is that a good one? I'm trying to think like love, career, no. death. Love, career, death. Um, what Kids. else is there? 
All right, career. This will describe career. where your career is headed in the next career. five years. Next five years. Not right. pinnacle, because God forbid. All right, I'm on page. I'm going to go towards the end a little bit. How long is your book? It's like a thousand and oh. million pages. Well, I feel like this isn't a good one because it's the start of a chapter. I'm on page 264. Okay. Here we go. This is the career. This career. is literally so hilarious. Okay, Brian, this is describing your career. Ready? <laughs> okay. The escort and the universal watchfulness had completely isolated him. Wow. wow. So that's not good. Nope. Sure. Are you ready although for it, yours? Could, it could tie into you. I don't like the way you just said, are you ready for yours? Because it felt vindictive because yours was bad. You're like, you just went, you went, well, you're ready for yours. Okay, what is it? Tell me. Tell me. (laughs) It's not good, Michelle. Grisha wept. Say (laughs) Nikolenka had also whistled but was not being punished and that he was weeping not because of the cake. It made no difference to him, but because he'd been unfairly dealt with. That was much too sad. Oh, wow. Look at us. So. (laughs) Our next five years are truly going to be sad. Knitting, baking, escorts, just you and Brown there being like, get out of the house. Honestly, we could write. I'm telling you, you and Brown, I'm going to DM you and Brown and try to get him on the podcast next week. Watch him. You should. I'm going to watch him be such a drip. I'm like, tell me more about the cancerous moles as I'm like fainting. Oh, my God. Know anything about sharks? Yeah. yeah. Do you mind like hitting me up with some shark news? <laughs> when you, the fact that you and I, as he gulps some milky substance, what is that? Ice coffee? It's ice coffee. Yeah. Ew, it's I'm so telling light. You, I, How much I stuff do you be. put in it? How much stuff do you put in it? I just put, this is just almond milk and ice coffee. Oh, almond milk. Or okay. kind coffee. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um, and then I put some ice, little cu- some cubes. Uh, you have the fancy ice cube maker, just the regular kind? No, the pellet. No. Oh, I don't even know what that is. The pellet. The oh, the pellet's like the fancy ice. It's it's not just for rabbits anymore. It's like the fancy ice machine. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm gonna end the show. All right, so Brian Soppy. <laughs> All right, Brian Soppy. Um, non pellet. Actually, honestly, send him a pellet ice maker. Fuck money. I would love it. They come in countertop or not countertop, but they're very expensive. Oh, are they? I, can I just apparently? See but it's supposed to be the best ice. But like, I would never spend money on it myself. I'll, I'll so. be honest with you. People love like really small ice. Not me. I like you like big cubes. I like not a huge cube, but I like a nice square cube. Wow, it's five hundred dollars. Right, that's the cheap one. I gotta tell you something. Crazy? This is not for me. First of all, the no, non-cheap one is like a huge, like industrial one for like a restaurant. Look at that. That's true. That's that's, that's, that's four thousand um, dollars. <laughs> no, that's not for. It's not for me either. I, I truly don't care. I don't like little ice. Wait, who's the? There's like one fast food place that does like the little ice, and everyone's always like, "Ooh, the best." Oh no. Um. Coffee bean. I hate coffee bean ice. Coffee bean does do le- that, the pellet ice. They do. You're right. It's awful. It is. And it seems cheap. It's so noisy, first of all. Can it's my noisy. coffee not try to like one-up me on my drive? Like totally. maybe let me be the star for once? Yeah. There's enough construction outside. I don't need to jiggle my coffee around and feel like there's a sledgehammer. Like I'm in, uh, like all of a sudden I'm in like Tulum at some Absolutely. sort of dinner with like, you get it. Just like Exactly. Yeah, I wanted coffee, not a jackhammer, in Tulum. Famous for their construction, ongoing. <laughs> I can't. Do you mean the road to Tulum? Apparently, it's very bumpy. I've never been. But I know what you mean. I'm actually going to start to cry. It's so stupid. You know, it's fitting. It ends in tears. Grisha wept. Grisha wept. Oh my god! Is this the pinnacle of my fucking career? Kill me now! All right. Brian Safi, oh my God, you! I honestly want to pick up a phone and talk to you after this to tell you I some love shit. You 
so much. You are. Do it. Whatever. Yeah. I'm going to call. I'm going to text you and be like two minutes on the phone with me. Um, You're my sun, my moon, my stars. Right now, go subscribe to Attitudes. Go watch him on Fox's 911. Yeah. Um, new episodes are start. I mean, they've started. They were, took a break and now we're back. So please watch. Uh, by the way, weren't you in a big stunt on that show? Yeah, it's coming up. So it's the <gasps> episode that airs. It's the first Monday in May. So whatever. It's like May 3rd. So uh, watch watch that. Ep- I mean, I'm in the episodes before that, but May 3rd's my big Wait, my big honestly, stunt. I'm going to right now, I'm not being funny, set my DVR to record you. And I cannot oh wait. Oh, my God. I'll like Play, May 3rd's my big one. But I mean, I'm in some before that, but May 3rd's the Oh, the I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I just, I love okay. you so much. Follow him at Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Safi, S-A-F-I. But like, I feel like I shouldn't even have to promote you because if you're listening and you don't already know of Brian and follow his work, I can't help you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, if you're if you're that behind... It feels tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. You, you know, you rule my world, Michelle. Honestly. I'm just knitting just and knitting. Number one. I'm knitting number, number one and knitting and knitting. knitting. Um, and watching the heads fall. Listen, why don't you come to New York next month if you're not working? Is the real thing. Anyway, by the way, I probably could because I finish shooting everything April like 26th. I think. Uh, I'm actually going to call you because I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to force Great. Brian to hang out with me, whether it be in London or in New York. It's not forcing me. Uh, We're going to do it. It's going to happen. All right. Brian, I love you. Thank you for being here for such a long time. Nine and a half hours. We did it. Half did of it, it was edited out. All right. I'm texting you in two seconds. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram X. TikTok, all the things, Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.